Hi, you guys, and welcome back to the podcast. We are the Carwells. I'm Emily. And I'm Sarah, and we are, as you know, Airbnb interior designers and investors. (laughs) Hi, you guys, and welcome back to Catch Up with the Carwells. Today is a little bit of a different episode because it is just me. Sarah is not here with me today, but we do have a special guest, my husband, Tyler. Hi, everyone. Welcome, Tyler. So we are in hopefully the last week of wrapping up our first property that we own together. And I wanted to bring him on to kind of give you guys our backstory and then let him talk about his thoughts behind all of this because I sort of drug him into this business with me. And of course, he's supportive and all of that. But um yeah i kind of just drug him into this process and forced him into it so i feel like we should probably just start off with a backstory of how we met and how long we've been together so you guys kind of understand us a little bit so back in 2015 um i was living in grand rapids tyler was going to michigan state at the time and our friends all went on a spring break trip. Neither of us went on this spring break trip and they just so happened to meet on a beach in South Padre, Texas. And we were both in Michigan at the time and they decided to continue hanging out after this trip because everybody was from Michigan. And so the weekend of one of my roommates, 21st birthday parties, I walk into my apartment and Tyler and his friends are all in my apartment. Um, and it was love at first sight for you. Love right? at first sight, yeah. absolutely. Um, no, we hung out that night, and then I was not looking for a relationship at the time. So it took about five months of Tyler making an effort and pleading, pursuing begging. me <laughs> to. He will say I led him on. It's a whole argument that we have in our friend group, in our families. It's not an argument, it's the truth. It's a running joke, Um, but it took about five months, and we started dating in 2015. We got married in 2019, Mm -hmm. so we have been together for coming up on eight years, and our four-year wedding anniversary is actually tomorrow. Um, Shockingly, as per usual we will not be together for our anniversary because we are finishing up a property Tyler's gonna stay here and I have to go down to my parents house but that's kind of the backstory quick story of how we got together did I miss any important details you got that you led me on okay yeah okay that's just gonna be the thing (laughs) forever I was 21 years old guys I didn't know what I wanted at that point in time but this is not a relationship podcast so That is all you get from us. Um, But I want to kind of run Tyler through some questions. Like I said, I kind of drug him into this industry and made him dive headfirst with me. Uh, For those of you that don't know, Tyler does still currently work a quote unquote nine to five. Um, Excuse the background noise. Our dog is in the background. But he works a quote unquote nine to five. And I say that because he is the VP of international sales at his company. And so international companies work on a different time zone. So he's pretty much always on call. He does a lot of international travel, about eight trips a year, I think is probably what it averages out to. So he is 
traveling a lot, gone a lot, and helping me when he can. So yeah, that's a little bit of the background. We can get into some questions unless you have anything that you would like to add about your job. No, not really. No. Nothing I can think of. Okay. So when, as you guys know from my backstory, I got into Airbnb by designing and it was back in 2020. I didn't have a job at the time and Tyler was solely supporting us. Um, so that was a lot of pressure. But how did you feel when I told you that Sarah and I were starting a business in the Airbnb industry? Uh, I think I was excited for you because, I mean, at, at that point you were, I think, working at the restaurant and uh, you didn't really care for it very much. It was long days, very hot in the summer in Texas. So I think I was really excited for you. Hold on, I'm sorry. very excited for you uh, to get out and do something that was somewhat in a space that you wanted to be in and designing. And, and uh, obviously, I know that you want to start your own t-shirt business eventually. But um, that was kind of our maybe goal with this was that this could be something that leads to that. Um, but then I think you fell in love with it pretty quickly and realized this was probably going to be your and Sarah's career for a long time. Um, so yeah, it's very excited for you. Were you surprised at all about like, or have you been surprised at what it's turned into based on what we started with? Yeah, I think when we um, ended up moving to out of the country um, and everything had to go more remote um, and then everything kind of started blowing up on social media for you guys, that started really going off, I think, and how quickly things started to grow from that. I think that was a bit surprising just for um, the fact that once we moved, we thought things would kind of scale back a little bit uh, just with you and Sarah being time zones. <laughs> a world from, away from each know, other. Just being 12 hours difference in time. And um, so I think in that aspect, I think it was a bit surprising how, how it grew um, when really you would have thought it would have grown more when you guys were together. Now, now it has when, now that we're back and, and you guys are growing that, but it's been a fun journey. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, um, so when I think it was like two months into Sarah and I starting Carwell Design, uh, Tyler got a phone call from his company that they wanted to offer him a position in Thailand to get his company's Thailand branch up and running. And we decided to not pass up on that opportunity. And so Sarah and I kind of had to pivot and figure out a way to make our business work while also supporting Tyler's career. And we ended up not being there as long as we thought we were going to. But our whole goal was obviously it's a cool experience to live in a foreign country and Tyler's company. It was going to be really big for them to be over there. Um, but we were going to be able to save up a lot of money and come back and be able to invest that money into properties and pay off student loans and all of these things. It was going to be a really good setup for us. And due to COVID and how things were working out in the world at that point in time, we ended up coming back after about six months. So it didn't necessarily work out in the way we thought it would, but I think me coming back probably was really good for my business to come yeah. back and help 
um, more with Sarah growing and buying a property now and things like that. And Tyler's territory just kind of got expanded. So he wasn't just in Southeast Asia. Now he travels to Europe and the Middle East and I don't know where else really. He does a lot of traveling, but yeah, that was kind of our plan at that point in time and things ended up changing. So we moved back and we ended up buying a property here, but I want to talk about like your fears with real estate investing, because obviously this wasn't necessarily in your life plan was to be investing in properties and turning them into Airbnbs. And there are, are a lot of fears that come with that. So what, what do you think are fears that come to mind when you think about real estate investing and Airbnb specifically? Um, I think for us, um, not knowing of Alpena really, and being not really being from this area or anywhere near here, I hadn't even heard of Alpena before I found the property. Um, but just for the location, um, not for sure knowing that people are going to be up here and renting out places. I mean, there are motels and hotels and other vacation rentals, but um, I think that's probably the biggest fear is not getting a large um, capacity of stairs um, and occupancy rate. So I think that'd probably be my biggest fear with it. Um, on the investment side, I'm, I'm not as too worried about it because I, I know you and, you and Sarah do your due diligence to make sure that um, the area or I guess the property is going to look the way it needs to, to, to pull people that when they are on Airbnb, that it's going to pull up, be top of the page, have the great design, have all the amenities. Um, so I'm not too worried about that aspect of investing in houses, um, just more so for this first property, not knowing the location beforehand, I think was a little bit um, nerve wracking. But as we've lived up here and, and we've really enjoyed it, um, we can definitely see why um, a lot of people would come up here. And from people that live up here, we know there's um, it's a growing area um, and uh, they've continually started to put more stores in and um, there's a Starbucks moved in right when we uh, <laughs> right when we bought the place they opened like that day. That was exciting. Um, so it's uh, something that you can definitely see this is a growing area, even though it's a little difficult to kind of get to because there's not a highway that runs through here. Um, so it's either back roads or um, kind of a cool way to come up would be uh, right along the coast of, uh, of Lake Huron. So it's a, it's a fun drive driving past all, a lot of people's um, vacation homes and and uh, seeing all the water along the way up and realizing it's a lake and not an ocean. Yeah, yeah, that's usually a big surprise for people that are not from Michigan is how much like the ocean the Great Lakes look. Um, I think one of the fears that like we don't really talk about that much is the fact that we take all of my income and we put it into this property. Like over the past year, a hundred percent of my income has gone into this property. And so Tyler definitely has more pressure on him because he supports our family. While I, I guess the way that Sarah always says it is Ethan makes the money, Sarah makes the money grow. And that's kind of the philosophy that we've kind of picked up over time and just how it's worked out based on the industry that we're in. 
And so I think that there's always this fear that because 100% of my income is going into this, it's we have to be able to live off of yours and hope that the property is going to work out the way that we analyzed it too and all of these things. So I think that that's probably a fear that we don't necessarily talk about as often. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I did a lot of research. The property is looking really good. So we're feeling more confident. But one thing that you said is you actually found this property. I did not. And there is a reason for that. But I want you to tell them the reason that you found this property and the location that we're in, that we ended up in. <laughs> based on um, when we started looking. So when we started this process, um, because I'm traveling a lot, my stipulation for Emily was that I needed to be at least at maximum two hours from an airport, from a major airport. So either Grand Rapids works well because they do a lot of uh, regional flights and so I can get to a major airport pretty easily and the flights aren't aren't badly priced. It's pretty reasonable. Um, Or Detroit or maybe even somewhere more Southwest in Michigan where I'd be even closer to Chicago than I, than we were in Grand Rapids. Um, so that was the the stipulation I had for her for finding a lake house. Uh, Cause that's what we were wanting. Um, and we first toured maybe four to six houses uh, in the kind of Northwest uh, Detroit area, um, probably an hour outside of Detroit, hour, hour and a half. Um, Didn't really see anything that uh, really jumped out at us as an option. There was one that Emily really liked, um, but it wasn't on the lake. It had an easement. Um, If you don't know what that is, uh, basically um, you're giving access to the lake um, between neighbor's properties, or if there's a property and then an open lot, your easement would be between those lots. Um, and You're essentially this, going through somebody's yard yeah, to and get to the lake. Even though you legally have the ability to do that, um, those neighbors usually don't like that. Um, and in this particular circumstance, um, they were probably million-dollar houses right across the street in the easement. And they had put their docks um, as close to their property line as they could um, so that the easement would uh, not be usable. Um, so it would have been a huge headache, even though Emily really liked the house. I had to kind of talk her out of dealing with this because it would be a huge issue. It was already, it, there was already a lawsuit, lawsuit with the previous owners kind of about this situation. So we were already walking, we would have already been walking into a tense it, situation. It wouldn't even have been something that I would have offered or told stayers about that they could use that area because it it would have been um one an issue with the neighbors in general but two random people on a weekly basis um going and using that area (laughs) would have even further been an issue um so trying to stay out of neighbors ways um probably a a good scenario (laughs) um so after we looked at those properties uh we just didn't really see anything we liked enough to put an offer on. Um, And I think maybe a week or two later, I was uh, searching on Zillow and I started expanding my search without telling Emily. (laughs) And um, I started looking a little bit more further north and came across this property in Alpena. It had just been listed maybe a day or two prior. 
um, and uh, showed Emily. Uh, we both fell in love with the the living room with uh, the big windows um, looking out over the the channel going into Lake Huron, and um, we decided to <laughs> jump on it. We called, uh, set up a visit, and I think we put an offer in that next week or, or a couple of days later and, and yeah. got accepted a couple of days later after that, um, after some back and forth a little bit with the, the owners, the previous owners. Um, so all in all for our first <laughs> property, it was pretty seamless. It, we were both very surprised at kind of how quickly it all happened. Uh, obviously this was uh, mid to late 2022 so we knew a lot of people that were trying to buy houses and just kept getting outbid. Um, yeah, I think it was September yeah. when we finally closed. Yeah. So we got very lucky. <laughs> we're yeah. very fortunate. And as well for the Airbnb restrictions up here uh, for Alpena and us being in Alpena Township, it's very lax. They don't necessarily have anything. I think they have one permit that you can apply for, but it, I think it lasts for three or five years, something like that. And yeah, and that's in the city of Alpena. It's so funny. We talk about regulations all the time and how like things are changing and we are definitely not anti-regulation. Um, regulations in a lot of places are really good. It means that you have a stable business, that you're not going to get the rug pulled out from under you, that hopefully good hosts are in the area because they went through the proper channels to get their listing up and running. Um, but we happen to be one street down from Alpena city and we're in Alpena township and there is absolutely no regulation. I called the building and zoning guy on his personal cell phone because that's all they gave me when I called the township. And he said, uh, as long as you pay your property taxes and your mortgage, I don't give a shit what you do with your property. Um, so that's super convenient. I was genuinely shocked at the location of this property and just the price that it was at. Um, because it's on a channel going into a Great Lake, I expected it to be significantly pricier. But this house was built in the 1970s. It's a very yeah, it's kind of a unique style of home. Yeah, I would it's say. it's an interesting kind of area. So. What we've been told is that they developed this area, um, I don't know, probably around that time in the 70s, and they dredged out all these channels um, to build uh, some neighborhoods. And then it kind of slowly started to grow after that. They actually did a second area uh, with channels, but they ended up being too much of a wetland, so they couldn't build over there. Um, but when we say channel into uh, Lake Huron, I mean, it's not like we got a long way to go. It's, it's fairly close. Um, yeah, I mean, we can see like probably, here from the house. Uh, kayaking, maybe five minutes paddle to, uh, into Thunder Bay. Um, so it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely nice. And, um, kind of the aspect with, uh, what I liked about being on the lake here is that one, um, because you're, um, in Thunder Bay in Lake Huron, um, the, the weather's a little bit better for the wind and the waves aren't quite as bad being in the bay. And then as well, even further than that, being in the channel, a lot of that is further blocked. So um, there's really no issue in the channels with, with wind or having yeah, you get all the, or anything. The lake benefits without necessarily having to deal with that direct, direct lake wind. 
But um, yeah, so this house was built in the 70s and it's a very unique style of home, I would say. Um, We've also been told. So our handyman happens to be the guy who he's the nephew of the people who used to own this property. And so we've been able to ask him a lot of questions, which is so nice. Um, But the guy who built this house, he bought up a bunch of the land when they developed it. And he thought he was coming up with some fancy new modern style of home. And so it's, it's an odd layout um, that not, it doesn't necessarily function a hundred percent of the time, like a normal home would. I don't know. It's, it's just a little odd, but it, it works for what we need it to. But with it being built in the seventies, there was a lot of things that we needed to update. There was no washer and dryer. There is no AC. So we've added an AC unit. We're going to be adding mini splits. It's baseboard heating. Um, There was carpet in almost the entire home. So it's, it was definitely. uh, All the rooms were painted different colors. Yeah. Every room was painted a different color. It's very interesting to see like, different doorknobs on every single door the ceilings in the closets are all different um even the baseboard heating some of them are different like types in each room so you can tell it was like kind of a slapped together property um that definitely needed some updates so we've spent we closed on the house at the end of september And we were currently still living in Grand Rapids at that point in time. And so we slowly moved up over the month of October. And then we moved in full time in November. And since November, we have been putting new things in this property, new flooring, painting every single surface, it feels like. Um, Adding a washer and dryer. We changed the hookup for the washer and dryer. Well, for the dryer to be a gas hookup. So there was definitely a lot of updates that needed to happen to this house. But because the price was so good, in my opinion, for the location, um, I'll just say we bought the house for $240,000. And because we moved into it for a year, um, we were able to get a primary home loan and only put 3% down, which is amazing. Um, So we've been able to put a lot of money into this property. I think we're, I was saying this in a call uh, that I had on Monday and I still have receipts from this week that I need to put into my spreadsheet, but all in all, I think we're sitting at about $73,000, put into this property. And that includes the cost of tools that we've purchased to do the work ourselves and things like that. Um, So pretty good considering we also purchased a hot tub we purchased a brand new washer and dryer um so yeah that's kind of where we're at with the house right now as far as what we've spent on it and ideally in the next week it will be 100 percent ready to list um but i want to talk about how it's been for you helping with this process like is it more work or less work than you thought it would be what parts of the process did you like versus what you hated? Um, well, when we started this, I told you this is your project. <laughs> so that um, in my free time, it's not my free time to work. 
oh. it's your project mm-hmm. since this is your industry um so definitely a lot more work than i was expecting <laughs> wants to reap all the rewards um, and do none of the work yeah that sounds great um (laughs) (laughs) so i um i think uh the the worst part was just kind of the waiting for like the flooring to be done um that was a huge thing we had to wait on we couldn't do a lot of the work until that was done so since that happened at the end of June, things have really started to pick up. Most of our nights and weekends are spent doing something on the house. Um, and then now that we're starting to um, finish everything up, it's been, um, haven't had much free time at all to, to do anything. But I mean, it's a, it's a good thing though. Once we uh, put it up, hopefully uh, with Federico running the property, it'll kind of help us back off and we will have a little bit more time um, to focus on just us when we move back down state. So, um, I don't know that I would say I'm surprised at the amount of work. Um, I think I was expecting there'd be quite a bit of work because there was a lot that had to be changed in the property. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was good that, uh, we had, uh, Steve to help us a lot with this property and do a lot of changes and things that I definitely didn't want to do, like get under the crawl space and mess with plumbing and, and uh and the gas line for the um dryer and all of that so it was nice having him around for that um because my parents still live in texas um so it's uh something that i'm sure my dad would love to help (laughs) us with and he'd be more than glad to do it and he knows how to do all that stuff it's just a lot harder for him to come up here and help but nice thing is they're coming up this weekend to help us finish the last touches and and uh a little bit with some privacy fences. And so I'm excited about that. But uh, I think um, it was nice the time we had to to do it all. I think ideally we could have done it quicker. Um, Mm -hmm. But like I said, it was the flooring that really took the longest um, to set up and uh, probably could have had it done sooner, but you didn't want it done while I was traveling. So um <laughs> you also so didn't that, want it done while you were that, traveling. Well, yeah, I didn't want you here by yourself with well, the dog. We also had to move all of our furniture out of the house because we yeah. since we lived here, um, we had all of our personal furniture in the house, and so we had to move all of that out while they were doing the flooring. And I I I know that it kind of pushed off us making money. Um but I was just in no rush to get especially our first property together done. I wanted to be able to go through the process and understand, like I've done this for other people, but doing it for myself, it, it feels different. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that I was taking the time to make all the decisions that I wanted to make and not feel rushed. Um, I think it's funny. We've had your parents and my parents come up the past couple of weekends and they've been super super helpful that is a difference um between my investing and sarah's investing is sarah's dad was building trades instructor so she gets to tap into that often i've tried to rope john into helping me but come help us john the poor man he's retired so i definitely don't blame him (laughs) for not coming to help but it's um finding people to do all of those jobs that um, we have to hire out is a little bit harder and then doing a lot of the work ourselves and my parents and your mom specifically has said this a few times. She's, she's like, this is a lot of 
work a lot goes into these things to get them up and running and so I think it's their first experience seeing exactly how much goes into it and they're understanding how much work goes into it now as well and so I'm really glad that we had the full year to take our time and do it and I was I'm still working in Carwell's you're still working your nine to five and so it made it even though I'm still stressed out about it because it's a lot of money but you are to a home you don't show um, I think it was a lot better taking the time and not rushing through the process I know a lot of people once you get your systems down you can kind of do it at a quicker pace but um, for this first one I'm really glad that we had the time to do it but did you have a favorite part of being able to do it or like a favorite thing that looks different from before and after um hmm. uh, i think the flooring i mean it just makes such a huge difference going from carpet to luxury vinyl plank oh yeah um it just really kind of brings the property to life and then obviously all the paint and and everything makes a huge difference and the feel of the property really starting to get it to feel more like the design choice that you went with with the lodge feel um so that that was probably well, the flooring is probably the the best part that i've seen but i think um now that we have all of our furniture out and really started to see um with the furniture that you purchased four months ago that's been sitting in the garage mm -hmm. um getting coated with spiders um really seeing the property and your design come to life has been fun as well because um, i know you were stressing because you couldn't imagine it the way it was going to be with all yeah, of our stuff in here hard to see um so once the flooring went in and we were able to move our stuff out and start putting together the other furniture um that's uh been really fun to see uh least fun is putting together furniture i hate it so much yeah i ended I up putting together a lot of the furniture so much allen wrenches are the bane of my existence that and um making bunk beds i'm realizing making a bunk bed is not not fun at all but yeah the before and after is turning out really cool it is hard to see what it's actually going to look like when your furniture is in the space and not the furniture that I picked out but yeah i think we had a good idea of what we could turn it into when we bought the place and it was empty and um we had a good idea of what what we wanted to do and then once all of our furniture moved in it felt more like our home mm -hmm. <laughs> than our property that we were going to turn into a short-term rental um so it was a little less well i don't want to work as hard because i'm comfortable and <laughs> yeah you <laughs> all of our stuff is here get um, used to it. so i think for our our next properties it it just makes sense that we don't move into it <laughs> i don't want to yeah i'm sick the, of the uh, type um, of loan that we would get would have to be different yeah, but i'm sick of moving and, and uh, packing up boxes and unpacking boxes and yeah we <laughs> added it all up and in the eight years that we've been together we've moved a collectively 12 times and that's a lot and it's probably not gonna be the last time we move so it definitely is a lot. I will say um, you mentioned the flooring being a big change. It is a huge change. I don't know if people give that one thing enough credit in your property to change, especially if you're going to be pet friendly, because um, 
so the carpet that had been here, the previous owners had German shepherds. And then we have two cats and we have a Dalmatian who sheds a lot. And Just a bit. to the day that before the carpet was being taken out, I was vacuuming. And you can very clearly tell the difference between German shepherd hair and Dalmatian hair. And um, there was still German shepherd hair coming out of the carpet. And we had lived in the property from November to June at that point. So if you are going to have a pet friendly property, um, there's no way to avoid allergens in a pet friendly property. It's just not possible because there's going to be a animal hair probably somewhere in the property, no matter how much you deep clean. That's just not realistic. But taking out the carpet makes a huge difference for the cleanliness of your property if you are going to be pet friendly. So absolutely recommend switching to luxury vinyl plank. Um, and yeah, the hair is still going to be there, but you, now you can see it. Yeah. But like <laughs> cleaning it up is easier. Like yeah. pulling it out of carpet is yeah. almost impossible to get all of it. And so yeah. Yeah, like I said, after that many months of living here, we're still pulling the German Shepherd hair out of the carpet. So I, I just still don't understand how he has any hair because oh, our dog. Yeah, there's so much everywhere. I it's don't... amazing how much Dalmatian shed when we were doing our application. Side note: outside of Airbnb, when we were doing our application to get our Dalmatian, it said like, "Are you aware the Dalmatian shed?" And I knew that I've been researching these dogs for years. It's my dream dog. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for how much he sheds and I wear all black most of the time. So I'm always covered in his hair, which is fine. I love him so much. And I don't think dog hair is that big of a deal, but your guests probably will. So that is definitely something that you want to consider. But um, as we're wrapping up, I have one final question for you. We're almost done. I know. <laughs> um what are your personal investing goals like think of number of properties types of properties like what do you want to get out of investing in real estate lots and lots of money <laughs> okay no. um i think uh since i was in college um at michigan state i always um go green by the way Everybody. go away yeah thank you um it's a cult mm -hmm. I, I think it is if I'm self-aware, is it still a cult? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I always like the idea of of maybe owning uh, one or two houses in East Lansing that we can rent out to uh, to students, um, and uh, eventually, if uh, well, if we have kids, and when they go to Michigan State, and not if they go to Michigan when State, they when go they Michigan go to Michigan State, State, no option. They would be able to to live there, but it also could be a job for them to manage the property when they're living there. So I think that's uh, something that my parents threw around a little bit and um, they just never pulled the trigger on. I think they know now they, they wish they would have, um, but they didn't end up doing that. And so it's something that I've wanted to do. Um, so in, in the future, hopefully in the near future, we'll be able to do that. Um, and uh, cause I just love going back there so much too, cause we have season tickets to the football games. I, would love to get season tickets to basketball games. It's just a lot more games and a lot more travel during the week because games are Tuesdays, yeah. Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Um, so that's probably one of them that I would love to maybe see in the future is to, to own something in Michigan State uh, campus somewhere. Um, 
And the other, um, I think for me, I, I don't know that the, the number of properties really matters to me too much. Um, I've always would love, I have always wanted to have something in the mountains somewhere, um, preferably like a ski in ski out, uh, area in the mountains. So just ease of access to, um, any ski resort, really, I don't know, something in Montana or, uh, Colorado or <coughs> bless you, uh, anything like that. You don't want to go to the, the mountains in Michigan? Have... <laughs> yeah. The mountains in Michigan. Yeah. No. Have you ever seen those TikToks where they'll say like, this is, they'll be like, this is um, like up North Michigan. And then it's showing pictures of giant mountains and then trying to throw people off that there's all of that here. Oh yeah. Or they'll show like, this is Galveston Island. And it's like pictures of Hawaii or mm-hmm. Galveston beach and, and uh, oh, yeah. Galveston beach. And they and, do uh, not look the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's definitely what it looks like here. There's just mountains everywhere. Mountains was, everywhere. Yeah. That's always what I said. I always said that I would never move back to Michigan unless they put a mountain here um, and that was never going to happen. And then somehow I moved back to Michigan. And mm. There's still not a mountain here. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one that I would would love to have in the future would be something that's more for me personally that I would want to use. more of a lifestyle type um, one. One that I would want to use quite a bit. <laughs> but unfortunately, when I would want to use it would be the time that you would make the most money from it <laughs> during yeah. ski season. That means it's a down the road. So, we're not worried about cash flow kind of investment. Yeah. 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 I... And then um, I know um, we've kind of talked about it. It doesn't necessarily um, something that is super feasible just because of the investment side of it and investing abroad. But um I just, I love going to Scotland so much. And I know when we went, you really enjoyed it. And I'd love to have something in the Highlands, even if we're not renting it out, just something that's ours in, in Scotland or even the Isle of Man, uh, where I have some family, um, just something different. Um, I would love to be able to do a short-term rental with it or um, somewhere that we go for a couple months out of the year mm-hmm. or even an apartment or a flat in Edinburgh as well that would be probably my two would be something in edinburgh and then a house in the highlands mm-hmm. wouldn't have to be very big yeah but. at least some of our dreams overlap because it would get expensive if our dream investing properties were different i'm not big on skiing um if you guys saw our my instagram from <laughs> last december the carwell christmas party i fell my first time skiing and got a major major bruise um pretty much the entire backside of my thigh so not a ski girl but I do love those types of towns so I can spend all day in a lodge while you're skiing but mm-hmm. yeah it you it's can just stay nice in the property to... like so those ski and ski out ones are nice because you can just I mean you can yeah. stay in it's nice to have dreams that are ski down. more lifestyle type <laughs> plays because obviously like right now our main priority is cash flow and being able to support ourselves and things like that but eventually hopefully it becomes more of a lifestyle thing where we still rent them out because that's what makes sense but we're able to use them in a way that we want to as well yep yeah i'm not a big tropical person though so i think all the our dream places are more 
colder, rainier areas. Yep. Though I do like the beach, but that's okay. I'm too pasty for the beach. Okay. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to give to the audience? Anything you want to say? That I can think of. Okay. Was I supposed to have some profound thing that I, I needed to say to come up with some quote to, to leave this no. all with? No, but <laughs> I do. I want to say that I think that the reason that Sarah and I like bringing Tyler and Ethan onto the podcast and being able to talk to you guys about our journeys together is we really emphasize couples being aligned with these investments. It's not a small amount of money that you're putting into these properties. So even if your partner is not the person who's doing the work with you, or if they're in a nine to five and they aren't able to help with the physical aspect of it, a lot of the time, um, being aligned in what you, what your goals are and the fact that these are investments and understanding what goes into them is really, really important. And they're not always on board at the beginning. I think Tyler was not necessarily not that he wasn't on board. It was just, he didn't understand the draw to an industry like this. And so it took a little bit of convincing at the beginning but I think that we're super aligned now on exactly what we want this to do for our lives. And I think that that's really important for couples to sit down and have those conversations. So that's why we like to bring them on. So thank you You're for welcome. coming on. And You're welcome, world. Yeah. Now, Ethan uh, was excited. He thought he was going to get famous off of his episode. What do you think? I think you're going to get famous off of yours? I already had my <laughs> minute of yeah, fame. Yeah, you did. Well, thank you guys, as always, for listening. I know there wasn't a horror story on this episode, but um, let's cross our fingers that the horror stories for this property are few and far between. Let's put those vibes out there. And thanks again for listening slash watching if you're watching on YouTube. And we will catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.